Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, listen up. Bet Online is here for you. It's where the game starts, and our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Listen, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, betting on golf majors. Hey, why don't you set a bet and you know pick a World Series winner as well? Coming off the Kentucky Derby, just so much going on in sports. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino. And poker games, hey, it's super easy to get started. So head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Make a splash this May with a new spa from MyHotTub.com. Inventory available now, so choose from over 50 spas. These prices are slashed to move fast. MyHotTub.com, located in Destiny, USA. Hurry, these spas won't last. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. BMO Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our great friends at Burn Dairy, Bowers & Company, CPAs, Stumble & Monkey Brewing Company, and your state farm agent, Matt Graham. Get a free rate quote today from Matt Graham, home, auto, life, business, and health, you name it, SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. If you are in and around the state of New York, Get a free rate quote today from Matt Graham. A tip of the cap thank you as well to Welch & Company Jewelers, Ken's Auto Detailing, and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform as well. Keeping the theme going with the draft recaps. I've been getting some pretty good feedback on it, so I figured I, I, I'm probably going to end up doing all the teams, honestly. I mean, I'm, I'm almost halfway through now. Um, and I'm going to finish up the NFC West. So I'd already completed the Cardinals and the 49ers. And so we have two more teams to go. Um, actually, three more teams. One more team, uh, now that I think about it. I'll complete the NFC West and I'll pick uh, pick another one from somewhere. Um, but I've done the, uh, let's see, I've done the Cardinals. I did the 49ers. That was kind of in the same episode. Um and the NFC West is a very intriguing division again. I mean, it, it's been noted by many. Uh, for a couple of years, I think that it's been, you know, the best, you know, uh, division in all of the NFL. Um, <clears throat> is that still the case without Russell Wilson? And I did my Seattle Seahawks NFL draft recap there back on uh, May 4th, um, combining it with the Pits, with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, I think now you have to look at the NFC uh, West, you know, losing out to the AFC West in that department because you have... Um, obviously, Russell Wilson leaving for uh, the Denver Broncos, right, and building a new era for him. Um, you know, clearly, <laughs> clearly, we know how good Kansas City is still, even without Tyree Kill. You know, they had a really good draft. Um, you know, I'll, you know what? I'm going to do the Chiefs too. Let, let's do the Chiefs in this episode. Um, and you know, and then you got the Chargers. <clears throat> you know, a team that added in the off season. They've got a just a, a high rocket armed quarterback in terms of Justin Herbert. Um, the Raiders made major moves. Chandler Jones and, um, you know, grabbing Devontae Adams, obviously. Uh, you know, and and listen, uh, 
the Chiefs are probably still the team to beat until I see them get beat. Um, I'll probably pick them to win the division. Uh, but a lot of what you had in the NFC is now in the AFC, and a lot of that resides in the West, and it's a, particularly with one Russell Wilson. So, um, you know, Denver automatically, for me and my money, has become a Super Bowl contender. I mean, that's that was the one you know missing piece that they needed. They've got everything else. Um, so the NFC West, you know, it's still really, really good. Um, but I, I don't think I would put it at the top of the heap anymore. Um, you know, and I think a lot of it is because of the Russell Wilson thing. I, I think that it'll be hard, you know, for the Rams to repeat. Um, you know, the Rams lost Von Miller, right? There's players being plucked. I think they'll still be very good. I think they're the favorite to win the West. But if I had to pick a division, I'd probably pick the AFC West now as the best uh, best division. So uh, speaking of those Rams, like I said, I've already done Cardinals, 49ers, and Seahawks. So let's get into uh, these these LA Rams here a little bit in terms of their draft. Uh, it was a very interesting draft for, for the Rams, honestly. Um, and I think it will be <laughs> an interesting draft as long as they keep, you know, going with their strategy of, okay, let's just burn all these picks and go get, you know, big time players, which they've done. Um, you know, and, and listen, you can't argue against it because they just won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, shop the farm and, and get, get all your picks out and, um, you know, don't have a first rounder, don't have a second rounder, but we have a Super Bowl trophy, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of how I look at it from the Rams perspective. If you're a Rams fan, you're like, man, waiting around, you know, 60, you know, 60 picks, 60 plus picks. And you're sitting there going, where, what are we picking? Wait, who cares? First, second round picks. Okay. We don't have any. Okay. We sit back, watch the, watch the draft, pop a cold one, grab a bowl of popcorn. And, uh, you know, think about the Lombardi trophy because that's what we've got. So, um, you know, look, their strategy paid off. I mean, you know, you look at Von Miller, you look at Matt Stafford, you look at, um, you know, Odell Beckham uh, Jr., uh, it's paid off. So, anyways, the Rams in the draft, they they did have a lot of picks. They were just, you know, third round and beyond. And really, really terrific decision by Rams brass to take a lineman, an offensive guard, who is really athletic out of the Big Ten, played for Wisconsin, 6'5", 310 pounds. But he flashes ability to move guys off the ball and he can be an unbelievable zone blocker as well. And the Rams, they do a lot of that zone running, zone blocking. Pretty great guy to have on your roster. A 4.55 second combine short shuttle uh, is an outstanding time. This is right from a, a right from a draft sheet, um, you know, for an interior offensive lineman, and he has quick feet on tape. That's what they're saying about him. He does get set quickly, um, and he's uh, you know he's versatile. He projects better at guard where he started six games, then right tackle, where he started 26 games at Wisconsin. Um, so, again, he play, he's played less at guard, but he projects uh, you know, better there than, than tackle. Um, this is a very popular thing amongst a lot of teams in the NFL. A lot of teams want to get guards who can play tackle and tackles who can play guard. They want to have those interchangeable linemen. <clears throat> and frankly, I can tell you, even you know, from a Buffalo Bills standpoint, the last couple of years, you know, I know they just recently cut John Feliciano and now he's, you know, with the New York Football Giants. But John Feliciano, b- before he had injury and COVID trouble last year, he was one of the most versatile linemen in the in the NFL. Mitch Morse went down with an injury at center 
and Feliciano just went right in from guard, you know, left guard into into the center position, and the Bills literally did not miss a beat. And Feliciano was the best, most versatile lineman uh, during that season. Um, you know, that was just two years ago. Uh, that's just one of a million examples. You know, the Ravens are doing it. Um, you know, they're the, the the I'll tell you right now. I mean, during their Super Bowl time and in Legion of Boom time, the Seahawks, you know, were doing it. Um, you know, now you see different franchises. Kansas City has done it. You know, um, you're going to see a lot. Green Bay's done it. Tampa Bay's done it. You're going to see a lot more of this where you're picking the versatile guard to play tackle or the tackle to play guard, um, you know, because guys go down. It's the offensive line. It's hard to keep these guys upright. Um, so I just thought that was a really good pick for him, um, for them, I should say. And, uh, you know, the Rams probably will use him inside as a guard. Uh, I think he can be a day one starter. And the Rams just want to keep adding depth, adding depth, adding depth. You know, uh, stout option, terrific movement as a run blocker, um, needs a lot of work as a pass protector. Now, the rest of these guys, I don't really know because I watch, full disclosure, since I left Central New York Radio, I don't have to watch every single second of Syracuse football, thank God. I don't have to watch every single second of the ACC. I can watch, I watch more on a national level with a close eye to the ACC, a close eye to Syracuse, of course. I will, I'll always have a close eye to Syracuse. Um, but I don't have to watch, you know, if they're down 35 to five, you know, 7 and, and, and there's five minutes to go, I don't have to watch those last five minutes. You know, I can, if there's anything that happens, I'll catch it in an article or whatever. And I'm focusing on a lot of the big, big, big matchups, Big Ten, SEC, um, you know, guys who are going to be top, you know, draft picks. And so Wisconsin with Logan Bruss, I definitely have a, a pretty keen idea on, you know, his ability. And I, look, I didn't watch every game of Logan Bruss. I didn't watch every Wisconsin game, but I saw, you know, some. And and certainly he was a guy who, you know, was on my radar as a Bills, as a Bills guy, too. Um, you know, maybe the Bills could pick up later in the draft, you know, to add depth for themselves at, at, at you know, guard. Um, outside of him, I really don't know much about any of these guys uh, who, who the Rams took. To me, it just looked like a draft where let's just find a couple of positions and we got to go, we just got to go and add some pieces and we'll see if these guys can compete. And we've got all these guys on rookie contracts, and we'll see if some of the guys at the back end make the roster anyway, right? I mean, that's really what this boils down to. They took a guy by the name of Jacoby Durant from South Carolina State, a cornerback. In the fourth round, they took Kyron Williams out of Notre Dame, a running back. Um, fifth round, Quinton Lake, UCLA safety, goes in the sixth round. You have Darian Kendrick from Georgia, a cornerback, uh, in the sixth round. Uh, Montana State outside linebacker Daniel Hardy goes in the seventh round. Russ East. From Kansas State, a safety guy. I don't know who any of these guys are. Seventh rounder, uh, and then a seventh rounder in A.J. Uh, R. Curry uh, from Michigan State. He's an offensive tackle. So, again, a lot of plug-and-play guys, a lot of fillers, a lot of rookie deals, You know, trying to add depth and all the rest. But the big pick for me, after you set out those two rounds, you know, add your cold one, add your popcorn, dreamy about the Lombardi Trophy, you know, no picks in the first couple of rounds. No, don't worry about it. You've got a trophy in the trophy case. Logan Bruss, a home run pick, I think. Uh, he's 12th on the position rank. He's 170th overall rank. 
but I think they possibly stole a second-round talent uh, in this guy uh, for the uh, immediate future uh, for the L.A. Rams. Before we get into the Kansas City Chiefs draft recap, a message from our great friends at Burn Dairy. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. And the ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our terrific friends over at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. Let's hit up the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'll tell you what, I thought <laughs> Brett Veach is such a great general manager. I mean, he really is. You know, the ability that he has had to keep this team under the cap, messing with numbers, with the with the Mahomes deal, I just he's he's really one of the best GMs out there. I, I mean, he he may be the best. He really might be. I mean, you think about you know getting the team to the playoffs so many times already. Been to a couple Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl. I, I don't know, man. They're one of the trademark franchises in the NFL right now, and I got to tell you, I just love their draft. I think the Chiefs, you know, if you had to say, give me your top five teams in terms of what it looks like, you know, short-term and long-term, um, you know, futures here for, for these clubs, um, you know, give me your top five and, and, you know, without ranking them right off the, the, the top, uh, my immediate go-tos are like Kansas city jets, Probably the Eagles, you know. I mean, really, it's it's unbelievable. And so, I think when you look at Kansas City and you look at the things that happen for, and again, all these teams are in different spots. I talk about this all the time. Some teams are horrific. They're just looking to get it back on the rails. Jets, Giants, right? Jags. Some teams are you know, below 500, not a playoff team, but they feel like they're pretty close. You know, like, let's get a couple of players and we're going to be, you know, we're going to be in pretty good position. Uh, Some teams are playoff teams and they're looking to get to the next level to contend, you know, contention status. Then there's other teams that are contenders that are just looking to kind of fill a couple holes here and there, right? And Kansas City is probably still one of those teams despite losing Tyreek Hill. They still have Brett Veach. They still have Andy Reid. They still have Patty Mahomes. They still have Travis Kelsey. I mean, this is still a very, very good football team. And I just thought in this draft, they knocked it out of the park with their first four picks. They nailed it with these four guys, okay? And by the way, they had a ton of draft capital. And, you know, they they moved and they shook and they got probably on paper the third best right the third best uh corner on the board behind you know Sauce Gardner and Stingley Jr although Trent McDuffie could end up being you know he could end up being the the guy um you know the Chiefs trade um you know with with New England um and Trent McDuffie is a Kansas City Chief and 
this is just a phenomenal pick. Kansas City needs a ton of help in the secondary. They need to find an elite, no doubt about it, number one corner. You're in a division with unbelievable playmakers across the board. you got to deal with Sutton and Judy and Adams. I, I mean, the, 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 the ridiculous wide receivers, um, the guys in L.A., you know, Keenan Allen and company. I mean, this is just, it is a brutal division to play secondary. And they need help. They need a lot of it. And I just love this pick. I, I was jonesing for the Bills if they couldn't go up and get a sauce or, or, or I guess, Stingley too. Um, but we haven't seen a lot out of Stingley. Like last year, we haven't, you know, we saw a lot of them a couple years ago. You know, and certainly, you know, when you're going up against, you know, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, et cetera, um, you know, and then playing on the biggest stage in the SEC. But we haven't seen recent sample sizes. Um, I still think he'll be a very good pro, but again, recent sample sizes give us more of an idea of a guy. Uh, doesn't mean that we should write anybody off because we saw guys, <clears throat> you know, sit out, you know, the whole season for Corona and come back and not miss a beat, you know, because they're just world-class athletes, right? They're training constantly. They're running all the time. They don't change their diet. I mean, it, they're, they're just, it, it's, they can stay game ready. Now, being game ready and then in the game and actual <clears throat> competition and all that, there's a little bit that needs to, you know, take place in between, but you get the point. Trent McDuffie, I was jonesing for the Bills to pick Trent McDuffie if he was available. Um, you know, the Bills, it turned out, traded up you know, two spots and got Kyrie Elam. Um, but just a tremendous, tremendous, smooth player. Uh, great burst. Uh, people have commented on McDuffie with his short arms, but he makes up for it in every other possible uh, spot. Um, you know, even though he lacks length, um, again, he's he's ultra-competitor. Um, and he just, he plays the run with a great, great mentality. It's almost like a linebacker mentality where he gets up and, and, and gets it going. And, and he might be the best tackling corner in the class. He really might be. Uh, visions of Chris Harris Jr., right? I mean, that's kind of what you think about. Um, and listen, the Chiefs rely on man coverage. That's their scheme. And McDuffie has a tremendous skill set for that. Uh, he can play man. He can play zone. And they need high-end talent. This is a secondary that missing. It's just it's missing that McDuffie has incredible potential. He can step right away, step in right away, and and play at a very high level as a corner one. I love this pick. I think this pick is amazing. He'll be pressed into starting duty. There's no doubt. Uh, it's going to have a new look. Okay, that this was such an important pick for Kansas City because Tyran Matthews gone and just signed a deal with New Orleans. You know. Traverius Ward is gone. <clears throat> you know, McDuffie is a shorter-armed guy than usual picks for Brett Veach right in the past. He likes the length, but they had to have a corner, and I think Brett Veach probably went beyond that box that was unchecked, right, with the, with, with the lack of length with the arms and all that, and he saw that he could check boxes in every other area, and so therefore, here you go. I think this is a tremendous pick. I think McDuffie can be a superstar in this league. Then, in the first round, <clears throat> Kansas City takes George Karlaftis from Purdue. Defensive end. Doesn't get the accolades, doesn't get the attention that Trayvon Walker does, doesn't get the accolades of Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, and on down the line. Whoop-de-doo. Karlaftis is probably the most underrated defensive end 
right? In the draft. I mean, I, he is a guy who just brings it. Unbelievable motor. Super easy to coach. Um, you know, just a fantastic skill set. I just think this pick, along with McDuffie, it's just fantastic. Because, again, you're you're checking the needs box. You are doing things that you need to do. Uh, to get the defense back to, um, you know, the the level. I, I think that Kansas City during their Super Bowl year, the offense got a lot of accolades, of course. But um, I'll tell you what, man, uh, they were pretty good, you know, down the stretch. I mean, those that last seven, eight, nine games, and then playoffs, they were fantastic. Um, <clears throat> you know, and and it made sense for Kansas City, you know, <clears throat> to to trade. You know, to 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 do, um, you know, to do this because they had so much draft capital. You know, with the Chiefs receiving the twenty first pick and the Patriots getting three picks, it wasn't that big of a deal for Kansas City to move a ninety four overall, one twenty one overall, and they're twenty nine. It just it it did it didn't matter. It just did not matter. You know, really, and you know, I just. You know, and the Patriots, I thought, butchered the draft overall anyway. I mean, you can't even you can't even pinpoint that as a win for New England. I mean, it's a win for KC because they went up and got their guy. They went up and got a big-time corner. They still have the 30th pick, and they use it on a guy who probably has, you know, upper first-round potential. I mean, he is – he's such an explosive player. He's 6'4", 266. He's more of the lighter defensive end these days. Um you know, burst of power, bull rush, uh, shorter arms, and sometimes can get stuck on blocks. But man, is he strong! Uh, he can hold his own with that strength. He's lower, you know, low to the ground. Uh, and listen, the Chiefs are in need of pressure off the edge, just like they are in need of a secondary guy. And he's going to be a day one starter. Carlaftis immediately improves that pass rush, um, and he is, uh, you know, a havoc wreaker. Uh, he's mostly a power rusher. Uh, a pocket pusher, and uh, I think he's just going to be really good. You know, the Chiefs have got that immediate need for a pass rusher. That's the bottom line on the left side. Um, they got to put somebody on the opposite end of Frank Clark. And, you know, there is a chance, too, that Brett Veach looked at this long term and said, oh, boy, I might need a replacement here for Frank Clark after 2022. Well, guess what? Ba-boom. NFL ready. Pro-level offensive tackles in the Big Ten. That's the thing, too. The sexy picks... Thibodeau, Trayvon Walker, right? Aiden Hutchinson, those kind of guys. But Big Ten edge rushers are no different compared to SEC and some others. In fact, I'd give them an edge over pretty much every conference in America, except maybe SEC because the guys there are just built, you know, they're just enormous on both sides up front, right? The What I'm getting at is <clears throat> they play against <clears throat> these towering behemoth offensive lineman you know they've got to move a lot in the big 10 and that's what Karlaftis can bring to the table he's a true three down ability guy as a four three defensive end it's just a great pick then in the second round they go get sky Moore. i mean what a great fit at wide receiver out of western michigan i mean he just he's he's right there he's in their lap and he's got potential first round talent He's a slippery wide receiver, beats press coverage, 
plucks the ball in, in the run and goes. Great after yards after the catch. Makes everybody miss. Open field runner. And listen, he's 5'10", 195. A little undersized for height. Who cares? The Chiefs made an economical decision to trade Tyreek Hill, and they have had to find his replacement in the draft. Expected to do it in round one? Nope. Brett Veach says, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remain patient, and I'm going to grab the dynamic guy who fits my system. Vertical speed, what a great pick. What a great pick. He'll likely operate outside the formation with Juju Smith-Schuster in the slot, but he can thrive there, <clears throat> you know, in, in a wide-open offense. This guy, what a pick for Kansas City. If I'm a Chiefs fan, I am elated at these picks. I really am. Then you need more help at safety as well. Okay, let's go check another box. They go out and get a physical safety out of Cincinnati in by, uh, Brian Cook. 6'1", 206. He's interchangeable. Long arms. Um, you know, and, and they grabbed him. Great value pick. Speedy, versatile safety. You know? Uh, was unbelievable in the center of Cincinnati's defense. Um, I, I gotta tell you, these first four picks were absolutely home run picks for Kansas City. rest of the guys I don't know a lot about. Uh, Leo Chennel, I think, from Wisconsin inside linebacker, third round. Joshua Williams in the fourth round, a corner out of Fayetteville State. Uh, I don't even know. I didn't even know Fayetteville State was a college. Kentucky offensive guard uh, Darian Kennard in the fifth round. You had Jalen Watson out of Washington State, a corner. Uh, Rutgers running back Isaiah Pacheco goes in the seventh round, and then Nizia uh, Johnson <clears throat> from Marshall. Again, I don't know anything about those last picks. Uh, a safety, but Kansas City this draft, I think, unless something crazy happens. This draft was one in the first four picks. Cornerback, you need an elite corner, and a number one day starter. You got to improve the tail. Bang, check the box, Trent McDuffie, right? Third best corner on the board, could be the first best corner when all is said and done. Then you need edge help. Boom, check the box with a first round talent in George Karloftis. I mean, just fantastic. Sky Moore in the second round. Just absolute wicked value. Got him. Terrific fit for the system. And then Brian Cook, a safety from Cincinnati. Needed to improve safety quickly, corner quickly, edge rush quickly. Needed a wide receiver because Tyreek Hill's gone in Miami, right? And ba-boom. You pick up Smith-Schuster. You pick up Valdez scantling Now, you, you know, you get more. I just, I can't get enough of it. I can't. I think the Chiefs hit a home run in the draft. An absolute A for me. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by our great friends at Stanley Law Offices, Welch & Company Jewelers, the Syracuse Fitness Store, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today. Advisors.massmutual.com. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Do want to throw a thank you, tip of the cap, uh, to the Swan & Whitaker families as well as Brewer Tenace Hardware and the Al & Angus Pub for their support of the platform as well. Hit me on Twitter at MikeLSports. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.